Building Faith Podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. Are you standing on biblical promises that don't exist? Have you fallen into the trap of believing promises that God never said? If so, you could be like very many well-meaning Christians who are led astray. My friend, I care about you too much to watch you fall victim to Satan's lies. And that's why I want to talk to you today about five things that God never promised. Not to crush you, but to break you out of an unbiblical mindset and set you on the path to God's true promises. Well, welcome back, my friend. My name is Chris Reese, and I want to welcome you to another edition of the Building Faith Podcast, where it is my hope to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. So if you are being blessed by our time together, would you go ahead and hit that subscribe and notification button? One of the more popular episodes that I did uh, was on the 13 promises of God that no Christian should ignore. And I believe that this post was popular because we all want to know that what we're enduring isn't in vain, that God not only has a purpose in it, but he also has a promise. And while these promises are precious, there are some statements that Christians are trying to claim as promises of God when God never actually said that. So if you're wondering why some promises haven't come to pass in your life, it could be that you're hanging on to a wish, not a promise. Maybe it's that some well-meaning Christians wanted to encourage you, but they are misrepresenting God and leading you astray. So to keep you from experiencing unnecessary disappointment and frustration, I want to talk to you today about five things God never promised. Number one, a trouble-free life. How many times have you heard someone say, oh, my life got worse after I came to Christ? And too often people are encouraged to come to Christ so that he will take away all of their troubles and make life good. And while that can be true, it's often the opposite. And that's because following Christ isn't about you. It's about him. And when we believe that it is God's responsibility to take away all of our trouble, we then put ourselves in a victim mentality with an entitled mindset. We act as though God owes us. When the truth is, without Jesus, the only thing that we truly deserve is eternal damnation apart from God. And despite popular preaching, this Christian life isn't about you or me. It's about Jesus. And Jesus was clear in John 16, 33, when he says, I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And our focus should be on the overcomer, not on the trouble. Because God never promised a trouble-free life, but he did promise that he would be with you in those troubles, Hebrews 13, 5. In fact, we have a responsibility in our troubles, and it's found in Romans 12. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble, and keep on praying. God never said that you wouldn't have troubles. He said, be patient in your troubles. Number two, a trial-free life. Show me a Christian whining about a test or a trial in their life, and I'm going to show you a very immature Christian. 
You see, as children, we would think that those in authority over us were being mean if they tested us or tried us. And I'm not talking about seeking wise counsel from an advisor or a trusted friend during a difficult time. I'm talking about the insanely immature and arrogant way that many Christians behave when they are enduring a test or a trial. The why God why and when God when supersedes the desire to be steadfast under trial. To extract the lessons that God is teaching us, James 1-2 is a sobering reminder of how we are to truly live during our trials when it says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Thinking that God will not test you or try you is about as arrogant as thinking that your teachers from school should have just promoted you without testing you. Instead, let our prayer be, God, let these lessons not be wasted. Number three, a consequence-free life. In our world, there are certain people that seem to suffer no consequences, like the politician's kid who always skirts a DUI, uh, the Christian who believes that God should always rescue them from their consequences, or as one woman so eloquently whined to me, why is God doing this to me? The truth is the most loving thing that a father can do is to allow their child to suffer their own consequences, especially when that father knows there's no remorse. Be honest. If you kept getting rescued from your mistakes, what's to motivate you from continuing to not make them? Romans 8.28 is a wonderful passage that many Christians misunderstand and misquote. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose, is not a biblical version of a worldly saying that, oh, things just happen for a reason. When used in that context, it is often a justification for poor choices. The belief that God will turn all of your mistakes into something good eliminates the need to grow in wisdom and seek the Spirit of God for direction. So yes, God will work all things together for your good, but the good that he's referring to is an eternal good, not just a good for you in this life. Remember, God is not mocked for whatsoever we sow, we will reap, Galatians 6, 7. God is more concerned with your character than your comfort. And number four, a wealthy life. Where and when this teaching started, I don't know, but it's done more damage to the body of Christ than I care to count. Many pastors, even today, are touting that God wants to bless you financially. Many even dare say that God owes you. So with this gotta get mine mentality floating around some Christian circles, it is no wonder that we've got this subset of dissatisfied, entitled Christians. And I personally have a hard time even using that term to describe such people as Christians are meant to be Christ followers. And nowhere did Jesus ever promise his followers wealth and success. The Christian life is one of servitude and surrender, not personal gain. Look, that is not to say that God doesn't bless his children. He sure does. There are more biblical references to wealth being an issue for Christians than an expectation. 1 Timothy 6.10, Matthew 6.19, 1 Timothy 6.17, Ecclesiastes 5.10, and the ever-famous Mark 10.23 that says, How difficult is it for a wealthy man to enter the kingdom of God? 
So please don't hear what I'm not saying. There is nothing inherently wrong with wealth, but when your desire for wealth supersedes your ability to be content, you're treading on very thin spiritual ice. Instead, we are called to work hard and leave an inheritance for our children's children. The name it and claim it gospel simply isn't biblical. And even those uh, cases where God does bless his children with wealth, it is only going to be to those he can trust. So while you're praying for financial blessings, also pray that you are a vessel for his use. And number five, an easy life. Have you ever heard someone say, God will not give you more than you can handle? And maybe you even said it yourself. I know I have. And it's a way for us to justify what's happening in our lives that it just can't get any worse. And the problem is this isn't found anywhere in scripture. Now, some may refer to 1 Corinthians 10, 13, when it says God will not tempt us beyond what we are able, but with the temptation provide an escape that we may be able to endure it. But that's not referring to everyday life and faith challenges. The truth is, how are we supposed to grow unless given more than we can handle? Now, I go to the gym and I lift weights regularly. And the only way that I get stronger is by lifting weights that I have difficulty handling. God will often give us more than we can handle, so our reliance is on him. So why would we need to go to God if everything that came our way was something we could handle ourselves? So don't believe the lie that God helps those who help themselves. God actually helps those who've come to the end of themselves. And I pray that that's you. Now I realize there are some erroneous teachings in the church today. Be in the word for yourself so that you can stop hanging on to empty promises that God never said, and you will be better equipped for the Christian life before you. But there are some amazing promises that God did make. And I compiled a list of 13 that you can count on. To learn those, go ahead and watch this episode right here. And for a free guide on the promises of God that you can count on, click down below this video, or if you're watching on the podcast, jump on over to chrisreese.com and grab that valuable free, free resource today. It'll be sent straight to your inbox. Are your thoughts giving you life or sucking the life right out of you? There's a famous saying that says, as a man thinks, so is he. So what happens when your mind is a mess? Well, maybe you're the type that replays thoughts over and over again in your head, or perhaps you think the worst of everything and everyone, including yourself. If so, my online course, Renew Your Mind, can help. I created this course to help you overcome doubt and disbelief, embrace the truth about what God says about you, control the conversation in your mind, and stop spiraling thoughts before they get out of control, and so much more. If you are ready to retrain your brain to think in a more productive and godly way, go ahead and check out Renew Your Mind. I will go ahead and include a link in the description section below. Okay, now back to the episode. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there, help us keep the Building Faith Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one-time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God.